49ers unscripted podcast presented by Microsoft Surface. I am your host, Kiana Martin, excited for this new series of our unscripted podcast. Typically, we get to talk a lot to the 49ers locker room and get to know some of those faces and those personalities. But we're going to we're going to shift a little bit here and introduce some people that you may or may not be too familiar with uh, the coordinators of the San Francisco 49ers, D'Amico Ryans, Mike McDaniel, and Richard Hightower. And we're going to kick off this series with Mike McDaniel, offensive coordinator. He previously served as the run game coordinator and run game specialist for the 49ers dating back to 2017. And he has spent more time with Kyle Shanahan than any coach in Kyle Shanahan's entire career. So this guy knows him pretty well. We'll talk a little bit about his road to how he got to where he is right now that dates back to being a 10-year-old boy going to Denver Broncos training camps. Uh, Talk a little bit about his relationship with Kyle and also what he sees for this 49ers offense as we head into 2021, looking at some of those free agent signings and what's transpiring over the next couple of weeks. So without further ado, let's go straight in to what Mike McDaniel had to say on this week's Unscripted Podcast. More than 14 years of coaching experience, including spending the last four in San Francisco under Kyle Shanahan as the 49ers run game specialist to the run game coordinator. And now boasts the title of offensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers, Mike McDaniel. Uh, has that title officially like sunk in for you yet? Um, yes and no. It's, uh, it's funny. It's something that, uh, there's so many years you spend in your life um, trying to reach goals that you have in the back of your mind. And, and this is obviously one of them for me, but um, it's also, it's much of the same in terms of you come to work and try to execute your job at, at the highest level. So it, it's like coming to work like I always have, but the, uh, the, you sometimes have to take a step back and be like, wait, is this, is this really true? Did, did I actually, uh, was I able to achieve those goals that I've just been obsessed about for so many years? So, um, it, it is cool. It hasn't really sunk in, but, um, at the same time, it's just doing what the only thing I know how to do that's be a football coach in the off season ever since I graduated college. I love that you led us to goals because I want to start off by telling a story that I'm not sure everybody is aware of, but as a Colorado native, you used to attend Broncos training camp back when you were 10 years old, you lost a very special hat to you. You were devastated. You were heartbroken, but that incident ended up initiating a relationship with then assistant video director, Gary McCoon, who replaced your hat. And through that relationship, you became a ball boy for them in high school. After college, you came back and interned in Denver, kicking off your culture, your coaching career. But looking at your journey, we can go so much deeper into that story. But I want to talk about your journey, getting your start as an intern, spending time with the United Football League, making your way back to the NFL and working your way up the ranks. What does this promotion mean to 10 year old Mike and also now offensive coordinator Mike? That's a cool question. Um, it means. It's almost uh, when you put when you phrase it like that, it almost makes me want to get emotional because it is a journey. That's a that's a great way to phrase it. It is a journey that um, takes a lot um, personally, but your support system has to be on point. It, it, there's so many things that have to go right for that to that to be an actual opportunity. And 
And, and so it, it is surreal. Um, it's also relieving to a degree, I would say, because you're, uh, you, it, it's a goal that's strong enough that it would feel like failure if you weren't able to achieve it. So um, it, it's really exciting. Um, at the same time, uh, it's nothing has been done now immediately instead of just basking in the uh, in the glory of of promotion. It's, you don't really even look at it that way. You, immediately, you're trying to prove your worth and and um, and prove the people right that have really invested in you and and in, invested in your career and and um, giving you opportunities and et cetera, et cetera. So um, it, it's very exciting, very humbling, um, very gratifying, but it, it, there, it instills a level of hunger uh, on top of the, the hunger that you already had. I feel like I'm, I'm a starving human being. I'm just all of a sudden hungry, hungrier than I've ever been in my life. So I want to detail this start and this passion for football. To my knowledge, you scribbled a message to yourself inside of your helmet growing up that said, I will be in the NFL. And you're not wrong because you are. But where did this passion begin? Where did it come from? That's that's good investigative reporting right there. It, it, that is uh, that is true. Um, you know, I, I, I think one of the things that was special about growing up in Denver um, and and just that area of the country and and really in my family background the the Denver Broncos there was such a a allure about them and John Elway and you you could really um see something tangible in front of you in terms of a way to to be successful and do something cool um in in with your life i i think i um my mom really built me up as a child to uh to basically made sure that i didn't have any limitations on my expectations of myself um and in that process uh i i got very goal ambitious um but i also was reasonable and understood the numbers uh to a degree and was i i was very very careful with that with that word choice in that helmet um i was basically saying i will coach in the nfl um because I, I knew that it was pro the chances were slim to play. Um, but to answer your question, it's, it was the environment. It was the vision, um, of trying to do something better with my life than, um, my circumstances around me really provided. Um, and then some reasonability of, Hey, I may not be able to play in the NFL, but, um, if I study the game and, and am passionate enough about it, I can help people that have the physical tools to play the world's greatest sport on the highest level and make them better. Uh, I can certainly do that. I want to come back to that point, but I want to start with how down the road, your passion ultimately intertwined your relationship with Kyle Shanahan. The two of you built a working and a personal relationship while serving under Gary Kubiak back in Houston. No one has coached around Kyle longer than you have. 13 years dating back to your time with the Texans. 
But how, looking at you guys' history together, how does the longevity and experiences through five different franchises that you both worked for together, how does that play a part in how you guys prepare for games or maybe bounce ideas off of one another? Does your relationship benefit from that longevity? It certainly does because you're able to draw on similar experiences and memory is fallible. So the, the having a having a resource to double check and be like, hey, how did we do this? Or um, what was this reason? Or uh, how did we attack this type of defense front or coverage? Um, it, it's very helpful um, because you're you don't have to take that extra step into explain the whys on on whatever belief you have um, when you're experiencing them together. One of the the things that has been very consistent with Kyle and I um, through our uh, working relationship is that we uh, try our best to think outside the box. And when you're doing that, um, you're and you're not living in the black and white, you're going to have disagreements, you're going to have theories, you're going to have um, different opinions. And, and we thrive in that way, but we also are very, uh, the way Kyle and really his dad had kind of um, instilled in how we operate is you also have to be very honest with yourself in evaluating, okay, well, we are doing, we did this, this, or this, uh, this is what happened. This is why it worked. This is why it didn't. Um, and th those valuable things while working together, uh, uh, really it, it expedites the entire process when you, when you're looking at how we function today, because you're not having to say, okay, well, um, no, we want to run, uh, this concept against this uh, defensive structure um, because of X, Y, or Z. The, the, the because is already established from our trial and error um, and past experiences. A big thank you to our partner, Microsoft Surface. Microsoft Surface plays a huge role in preparation and game day for the San Francisco 49ers. And as a proud partner in the preferred laptop of the San Francisco 49ers, Microsoft Surface provides players and coaches with the tools needed to succeed both on and off the field. Mike, you are a football guy. And I heard through a birdie of a situation that occurred pretty recently. So you're a new father. You and your wife, Katie, gave birth to a beautiful baby girl last October, right? That's right. So October is smack dab in the middle of football season. And I heard that while you were in the hospital game planning, well, while you were in the hospital, you were game planning for an upcoming matchup. Is that true? That, uh, that is true. And the only reason why I can be explicit with that is because I had the support of my loving wife, Katie, who was, um, uh, really, uh, really pushing me to get my work done so that I could be at her bedside. But in the, in the hospital room, it was, um, the, I, I missed a uh, Friday practice and it was Friday night and we're, um, or I, I'm sorry, Thursday practice and it was Thursday night. And on Fridays, um, uh, Kyle's had a routine where we, we show uh, a specific um, run tape, how we're going to kind of attack the opposing defense on Friday that we collect clips um, from our practice and from uh, the opponent's season. 
and kind of create a narrative of what we're trying to do with our game plan. And uh, that night, uh, it, it was our first, so the labor process did take a while. So it was afforded that opportunity a little bit, but because my wife was supporting me, I was able to get some work done and we have the best video department in the league and they were, uh, Mike Bracken had me dialed in. Um, I could hear his kids over, um, over his speaker background when he was talking to me about how to get our uh, internet connected uh, back to the building. So um, yeah, they're uh, the, the 49ers will forever be entwined with my daughter's um, uh, first day of life. But even before that, um, it, it, it was pretty wild and crazy. <laughs> it's a good story. It's a good story that when she grows up, you can go back to. That's right. That's right. She can't say that I didn't try my best to uh, do whatever she whatever, whatever I could to pay for her college. Exactly. That's the way, that's the best way to put it too. <laughs> I want to go a little bit into detail about your relationship with Kyle being that you have been with him for so long, but something that stands out when I see both you and Kyle is you both have the swag. You guys have this coach's swag. Who started this off? Did you guys just notice one another or was it like, okay, he's kind of got it going on. Let me step my game up. How did this whole thing come about? Well, I, now it's one conversation to who, you know, who wore it better. And I'm not going to get into who wore it better. But in terms of uh, uh, some of the swag, I think uh, if you ask him and he uh, answers you honestly, um, uh, factual evidence would say that I started the swag. Um, but no, that's a, I think we're both Colorado kids and um, we, we had our own you unique experiences, but, um, you know, whether it was, um, uh, conditioning or whatever, we, we had that, a similar West coast ish flavor. Um, and, and I think that, uh, we, we've always been now we're kind of older now, but we've always been the younger coaches kind of, uh, a little closer knit to the, to the players, um, in that regard. So, uh, it, it, I would I would really love if you'd ask him and see if he he would own up to it. But I would say I I'm the swag uh, facil uh, originator, um, but he's probably the one that uh, it would bring a lot more notoriety to our swag. Noted. I definitely will do a follow up with Kyle. And make sure he uh, he mentions the originator of the swag. But we hear guys talk about it all the time. Players coming in. And they see how Kyle is dressed or how he carries himself. And, and players are taken aback. We've heard of this in the past. But I think that's one of the reasons guys feel so comfortable here. And it's not just Kyle. I think it stretches across uh, this entire staff. But what is it about this team, this coaching staff, that you think makes players really enjoy working under you guys? It, it comes like it always will. Um, the overarching uh environments or are are can start and end by the head coach and, and you know a lot of people have different uh philosophical pillars that they kind of lean on um well for kyle that's keeping it real and being yourself and more than anything else i think that honesty um that daily honesty of 
who you are as a person and then um and and every to the nth degree of coaching on uh why and what we're trying to tell everybody all that um there there's a residual effect over time and i think that um you know this is a a very tough business to to excel at it's very the the there's only so many nfl jobs they're hard to come by um and there's a lot of politics uh that can be involved like every other um thriving business in that process there's a lot of people that can lose their way that's one thing that is first and foremost with Kyle that that people um at the end of the day that if if they trust your intentions the best thing you can be is not um like this guy or that guy um a hard-nosed coach or a funny guy it's just be who yourself your authentic self um because in all actuality we're human beings trying to um trying to give other just give the players their best opportunity at success at their dream this is they are bestowing there's a responsibility on us to give them um our best foot forward so that they can uh take advantage of their opportunity um in that in the short time frame that they have it so anything but um overarching honesty and keeping it realness uh it th- that is kind of the standard that he that that coach Shanahan sets and I think you can feel it um from the top to the bottom uh with players coaches and staff alike yeah um there was actually evidence of this uh just recently when you got your promotion a guy who had a lot to say was fullback Kyle Juszczyk who called you the best in the game now he's another Ivy League product. We haven't talked about this much. Not sure if he was one of the many reasons that he's a big Mike McDaniel supporter because you attended Yale. So we talked about your aspirations of being in the NFL and growing up with that passion for football. But how did your football dream influence your decision to go to Yale? Well, it's interesting you uh, you asked that because it was it was quite influential. I I, I really. Um, my starting point was that, uh, you know, I didn't have a, I didn't have, it, it was an ambitious dream to go to college out of state, um, from where I was from and kind of my family background. So, uh, I did my, I was overly OCD about it and was, um, planning. I think I had a list of 35 potential colleges I wanted to apply to as like a sophomore in high school, um, whittled that down to about. 10 or whatever and did it around the country um and then but once i got my acceptance letters back and um it was it was time to really decide where to go uh, my dream school had always been stanford that was that was the school that i really really wanted to go to that um i thought had such a outstanding collection of uh exceptional athletics and um, was an unbelievable school as well, but football really pushed the envelope to direct me to go to Yale instead of Stanford. Um, because it was a little unrealistic going back to my, uh, little league days 
writing uh, I will be in the NFL in my helmet. I, I, I was rational and uh, kept it real with myself in terms of my expectations in college. And I, I thought I'd have a better chance playing um, at Yale than at Stanford um, walking on. So that it, all I wanted to do was get in the best school that I could. And once I, I got into um, several schools, football kind of just pushed that course to Yale with the lesser athletes than Stanford. So now fast forwarding to right here, right now, entering into your 15th season coaching in the NFL, how have you seen yourself grow and how do you want to continue to see that growth in your new role? Um, that's a, that's a cool question. Um, I've seen it, the, the game of football has really, it's been such so monumental in my entire story, in my entire life. Um, one of the things I've learned in the last 15 years is uh, it's kind of validated my passion for the game in general because the, the life experiences of uh, really in the game of football, you put it all out there each and every week in terms of as a player, um, you put your body on the line, but as a coach, you are, you are investing every waking moment into trying to beat an opponent. And a, and a week is a long time when you're, you have a singular objective. And to do that, and then on Sunday come up short and lose, um, that is, it's not for everybody. And, but, that, but that's very similar to life. And what I've learned and what's been validated over my career is that um, just like in life with football, uh, you can't take anything for granted. Um, you, you can control what you can control and worry about that exclusively. And when things don't happen the way you kind of hoped um, or pictured it, that you don't know the long-term reasons why you shouldn't even, you, you just find, you, you find resiliency. You just, you, you pick yourself up. Um, that, that's, that's been the coolest part of my career is that validation of why I got into football in the first place. It, it, the, the life experiences and how it's going, how it affects me as a father, as a, as a man, I'm very proud of, uh, you know, the, the having a promotion's cool. All the promotions have been cool. This latest one is cool, but you're most proud of uh, the work, the work you put in after uh, devastating losses. The the how you bounce back, how you can look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what, most people would struggle to deal with this, um, and you know what, uh, I, the, you really learn about yourself in those, in those moments, just like in life. And that's really what my career, it's been the coolest part about it is the, um, we're, we're sitting here and I'm getting the opportunity to talk to you and it's, um, great circumstances, but it hasn't been storybook, nor, nor do I expect it to be storybook for, every day here on out. And that's kind of the cool part um, uh, that as a, as a man, just like an employee for the 49ers, there, 
it's there's a bigger picture and you're just trying to do the best you can every day. I feel like it's appropriate to quote a Drake song because literally you started from the bottom and now you're here. You worked your way through the ranks and here with your new role with the 49ers as the offensive coordinator. How do your duties change? How much of your responsibilities differ from what you've done in previous seasons? Well, and uh, and uh, I think this is something for people. It's important for people to understand fans of the 49ers and coach Shanahan um, is that the, the, there's no greater pressure put on um, an individual than, than Kyle puts on his assistant coaches, put, putting pressure on them to be their very best. And as an assistant coach with him for um, uh, all those years that you've alluded to, it's 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 kind of old hat you just show up and try to and try to do um not what you know and the things that you've already proven to him that you can do but you're always pushing the envelope you're trying to find new ways for um for us to uh play football offensively but also for how to coach things what what words to say what phrases to use so that whole natural evolution of pressing the envelope and moving forward. Um, that's really what this is. So in terms of uh, it, it's old hat and this is how, this is how we operate and it's a new season. So um, I'm, I'm divulging myself into, in the different areas um, that I didn't last off season. Um, but the one thing Kyle's always been uh, is for, he's very open to thoughts, ideas, and opinions, um, and, and kind of creates an environment where that's encouraged. So, uh, there, there might be more, um, uh, game plan, game planning responsibility to a degree, but every year I've been, um, completely invested in the run and, um, past game plans, just even when I was a run game coordinator. So it's just uh, more of the same natural evolution, really. Um, but again, it's just doing whatever, just like every other coach in our staff, doing whatever, whatever I can to empower the play caller for Sunday so we can win football games. Mike, we detailed your childhood. We detailed Growing up to where you are now, uh, we talked about being a father. We talked about your swag. We even dropped in a Drake lyric. But with that, we can't wait to see more of your fingerprints all over this offense. Again, congrats on the promotion. We can't wait to see what you've got in store for us in 2021. I, I appreciate it sincerely. And I'm um, nobody's more excited about 2021 than me. I promise you that.